think. Here we go. All right, so uh, I'm not the biggest fan of recording podcasts like this, but you know what? Uh, 2020, uh, everything's out the window. Uh, just like the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, everything's just out the window. Uh, at the beginning of the year, a lot of us, uh, not John Hamm, but a lot of us thought that uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder were going to be open for business then, like Woj so famously said a couple of days ago. Uh, but no, they are kicking ass and taking names right now. Uh, just recently tonight, they kicked the ass of the Houston Rockets. Here's the cool thing, kids. I don't have the score in front of me because I'm using my phone, but I am joined by John Hamm. Hi. And Brandon, I'm going to say your name wrong, but I'm going to do it Rabar. That was good. I'm impressive. Right? Better than any of my high school teachers ever did. Brandon, yeah. okay. So yeah. there you go. Uh, Daily Thunder. Uh, Brandon joins us from that. John Hamm joins us from everything. Gee, I can't. We'll spend the rest of the podcast talking about what you do. I do a lot. But basically, a uh, Franchise Thunder Insider is with me on Saturday. Yes. Uh, you do all your call-ins on the uh, franchise uh Show whatever yep. the franchise shows yep. and uh, other stuff. Go ahead, plug, the, plug the, away. OK, the OKC Dream Team podcast. Uh, one hell of a network admin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's just throwing that in there. Too. Turn it off. Turn you turn things off. Right. And on that, all that's the time. essentially what I do. All right, Brandon. Could you go ahead and plug whatever you got going? Yeah, just dailythunder.com and uh, we just started a podcast, Daily Thunder Podcast. Thank so God. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have we enough, were running right? low. Yeah. Thank God. I'm going to ask these guys to be my guests next week, probably. You're actually. going to yeah. uh, catch this one on Intimate with TV's Jerry. The great thing about covering the Oklahoma City Thunder, though, is there's so many great people to cover. Uh, we had our pick of the litter of great guests. Brandon, obviously, uh, love doing, love you joining us and love listening to your stuff. And, Thank you, sir. And your writing, all that good stuff. So let's get to it. Russ's dramatic comeback, right? The first time in Chesapeake Arena as a Houston Rocket. Um, I've been around for a long time. I've heard some loud crowds, some playoff crowds. I've been to a finals game, loud, super loud. This is as loud as I've heard Chesapeake Arena out of any of that. Guys, anything? I was in the building when Kevin Durant made his return. I was near the Warriors bench, and I still have got the video somewhere, but that was the most deafening booze that I've ever heard in this arena towards anyone and just the polar opposite tonight and here's where I thought the crowd just nailed it they absolutely nailed it they gave Russ all the love all the appreciation to start the game and then when the ball tipped off it did not become a Russ love fest anymore he hit a layup and there was a smattering of applause there wasn't a loud cheer the crowd was very much cheering for the team in those stunningly gorgeous jerseys absolutely city edition jerseys tonight yeah, I was there in the arena when uh, Kendra Perkins dunked the ball that sealed going to the 2012 finals, you know, the Western yes. Conference yep. finals. Yeah. And that was deafening because it was the moment, like, we are going to the finals. And this was as loud, I think, as that moment. And like John said, I think that Russ wouldn't have it any other way, right? I mean, he's the ultimate competitor. Appreciate the applause, appreciate the love, but once the ball is tipped, let's go at it. Here's what I love about where the situation we are is Oklahoma City Thunder uh, covering them for Oklahoma City Thunder fans. There's a conversation whether Russell Westbrook is the greatest Oklahoma City Thunder ever. The greatest guy ever to wear the uniform. Obviously, KD's out there. Uh, You look at Chris Paul, I want to include his time with the Hornets and how important he's been. I mean, James Harden was on the floor tonight. 
Right? He's an afterthought. Right, an after, yeah. you know, a... Uh, Tabocephalosha, on the floor tonight. <laughs> he was on yeah. the floor. He did this get a reunion. Him. Tyson yeah. Chandler, in uniform. <laughs> yeah. but, Medically cleared. Yeah. But... Toe's fine. Yeah. No problems with the toe. If you would have asked me 10 years ago that the Oklahoma City Thunder was going to have their pick of the litter of former MVPs, of uh, former scoring champions, former champions, right, yeah. uh, as who would be the best Thunder... I, I, first of all, Russell Westbrook would not have been my first choice at all. No. Absolutely not. No, I mean, we, look, I mean, you, you'll have to forgive all of us around here because circa 2015 or so, we, I think everyone reasonably thought that Kevin Durant was going to be the Dirk Nowitzki of this area right. code, yep. which yeah. now there's two area codes in OKC, so it gets a little... <laughs> it's coming. You can still have your 405. I, you just can't have it just got to hurry, yep. yeah, while supplies last. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, and, and just how that's flipped. And, I, and look... I don't know if you know, but there was a little discussion on Twitter tonight that kind of spurred yeah. Yeah. some of this, you know, uh, greatest Thunder ever versus best player. Yes. Look, um, to me, there's no doubt Kevin Durant is obviously the better player to wear a Thunder uniform. Russell Westbrook, uh, probably the mo- I think Sam Presti said this, the most important. And I think you can make a distinction between the two. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly what I was going to say. Presti said it, and I think that's perfect. Russ is the most important Katie's the best. You could argue Russ or Harden being being better, um, but when it comes down to it, when when fans are talking to their grandkids about that era of Thunder basketball, Russ is going to be at the forefront of the conversation. I absolutely think too that Kevin Durant might slip to third as far as importance because you look at what Chris Paul has done uh, in his little stint here as yeah. a Thunder and. You know, who did you fall in love? Who was your first? Oh, yeah. Right? right. And it's such an easy thing to say. Who was your first? It was Chris Paul. And just to see how he handled this evening. I don't know if you know this or not. He controlled the damn game. He did. He controlled the game. Uh, it was Russ's welcome back. And he was like, welcome back. We're about to whoop your ass. I don't know if you noticed, but Chris Paul was actually, he had uh, strings from his fingertips. And he was just, just the entire game. Just, no, no, no. You get in, you go right there. No, 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 no. You don't get to go there yet. He was just manipulating everything yep. on the court. So um, I've talked about the Mount Rushmore of Oklahoma City basketball. Yes. Okay. I can't put Kermit Holmes on there from the Oklahoma City Cavalry. <laughs> I want to. Uh, Ryan Miner. Jeff Webster. Jeff Webster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all yeah. came through. Had some yeah. great moments there. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, to me, the Mount Rushmore of pro basketball in OKC is Russ, KD, Chris Paul. And I don't care if Chris Paul doesn't play another yeah. game. Yeah. In yeah. Thunder if he gets jersey. traded tonight. Yeah. If he yeah. gets traded tonight, he is still going on that. Wait, who's your fourth, though? We don't know yet. Oh. Like Mount, to be determined. We, to be determined. It's Shay like Wardo Nahara. Because fine. <laughs> remember now, you know, Mount Rushmore is not supposed to be the greatest. It's like the most important, right? Billy it's, Tubbs? Me, oh, there it's Stacey King. Never Stacey mind. King. Oh, yep, yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so just like I said, just a historic night. And then afterwards, and we'll get to the game in a minute, but the emotions of tonight was the real story. Uh, and afterwards, Russ was, I would say he was humble. Yeah. I think Russ was uh, very contemplative. And I think you put it best, John, the best Russ. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't get him that often. We don't get to see him that often. But when Russell Westbrook really appreciates the moment and what he's doing, that's what he was doing tonight. There, there have been times in the past. Look, the, the snippets of, of Russ being, you know, the, the Russ that everyone knows, you know, that yeah. one obviously gets a lot of play. Right. But every once in a while – we would see that side, and it was usually like in a in a postseason press conference, right? That's when we would usually see, or even before the season, um, we would see him, and he would give very insightful 
uh, information. Uh, you really give like I, I actually wanted to know his thoughts on this Thunder team mm-hmm. now that he's competed against them and he was willing to engage that conversation. And I thought that was I, I thought that was really good. And but then again, maybe just sort of getting away for a while, right. you know, makes you yeah. you know just just. Sometimes you just got to get away. There's there's a whole like commercial about uh, some airline. Just get away. Yes. Yeah. Brian, I was going to ask you this real quick because you're sitting right next to me. He, he seemed emotional. He did. And it was. It's not the same. Emo- his emotions were usually anger, right, or right. dismissive. Yeah. Those were his emotions. I, yeah. I don't care. I'm super pissed. <laughs> One light or two what, lights. You explain to the listeners. Explain to me what emotion you saw. Yeah, it was. First of all, he kind of lost his voice. You could tell that he's lost his voice. But because of the way he was talking about the city and the fans, making him feel like family and how special it was, um, sometimes when he was losing his voice, I was like, I don't think he's actually – I don't think that's because he lost his voice. I think he's getting emotional as he's speaking. And so he's kind of losing his voice in that way as well. It was it was the best mood Russ has ever been in after a loss. I know that. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. for Especially sure. A blowout loss. Yeah, yeah. A blowout That's loss. A but no, he point. was. You could tell. You could just see it in his face and in the way he emoted. He he was de- he felt something tonight. He he absolutely did. He was touched. Uh, okay, so let's get on to the jerseys real quick. And like I said, a lot of this. Listen, give the score real quick, John. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City 113, Houston 92, and it wasn't even that close. Okay. So, I mean, but who cares? That is like the fifth or sixth narrative of this, yeah. <laughs> of this game. Uh, talk about the jerseys. Uh, I, I love Oklahoma City. The few times I've ever cried in my life because I have no feelings at all. Kind of like Russ. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Bonnie. I mean, really, yeah. it, it impacted yeah. everyone uh, who was here in Oklahoma City at the time. Uh, if you felt a rumble or if you were close or you just saw, you know, Oklahoma City after that, you thought your city was dead uh, and it came back to life. It, it, it's beautiful and it's gorgeous. I'm going to cry now. But Oklahoma City, uh, the, the jerseys that they had tonight with the gold and the black, uh, one, they're gorgeous jerseys if you just yeah. want to be shallow. Yeah. They're good-looking, popping yeah. jerseys. Yeah, they are. But like Chris Paul talked about, uh, Sam Presley telling him about the meaning with the tree and the gates and the, and the stuff like that. Um, I've never seen, and it's not just because I cover Oklahoma City, I've never seen a more impactful city jersey than this one right here. Yeah, and there is a on the Thunder website, like there is a detail by detail, like what this means. Why? And there's little details that you can't even really tell, but you know, by the naked eye, yeah. right? That that is in this. That is it's just all the way around. This needs to be a permanent thing. Um, like you know, Utah's got those sunset jerseys. Sure. You know, that was supposed to be a one year yeah. thing. They were such a hit. They stayed in rotation. These need to stay in rotation because uh, n- not only because, like you say, they're just sharp. Yeah. But they're pretty meaningful too. I like that that the Thunder went sentimental with the Sydney jerseys. I mean, it, you know, so many of the city jerseys they look cool. You know, you look at Miami's yep. jerseys. I yeah. mean, those, I mean, those are the those Minnesota, are the, the yep. Prince inspired. Yes, yeah, yep. those are hot jerseys. But you know, especially for this town and the uh, the relationship between the city and the team, I felt like this was perfect. Yeah, don't do like a Reba McIntyre inspired <laughs> yeah. jersey. or Toby Keith or Toby Keith. Where it looks oh, like a God. solo cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be no. Well, now I kind of want that now. Yes. Actually. Yeah. With a boot to put in someone's yeah. ass, it's the American way. Right, proceed to party right underneath the lo- right underneath the lo- love thing. Uh, but I, it meant a lot to me. Uh, like I said, there's somebody who's covered Oklahoma City for years, and man, Ben, that both Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook are in the building yeah. when these things get unveiled. Yeah, and it, it just it's it's almost bittersweet that Chris is wearing it. 
and Russ is not. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. So, uh, like me, Mister Mister Sentimental over here, I was really I I might have lost it momentarily if they would have brought out a framed yes. jersey for Russ. Oh yes. God, that's the only thing that could have been like a, a cherry yeah. on the top. Too much. The night. No, yeah. too, it's like Kiss Cam. That's a, you're doing a proposal on Kiss Cam. Just leave Kiss Cam alone. Don't yeah. get in your damn knee. Oh man. So uh, I mean, again, that's that's the sentimental side of me. I, I'm sure he probably got hooked up somewhere along the way with, with one of the. Yeah, my fan fiction is that, yes. that he, he got he got that jersey backstage. You Clay Bennett presented you can read to it him on my Geo Cities page later tonight. Yes. Forty or fifty years from now, you can tell your kids that happened. Yes, exactly. And that Kevin Durant presented it to yes. him because he's not doing anything. No. I thought that was funny too. In the last couple of nights. Uh, Billy Donovan has run into Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very fun, and it just, I, you know, I didn't know how I wouldn't know how to ask Billy, but you know, what kind of response I would get. But just think about that. In the last couple of nights, you've seen two of your Hall of Famers that you've coached kind of pass you by, and you're doing a pretty damn good job on this team, which we can focus on that now, uh, and the way they play tonight. My God. I mean, they were phenomenal. And I don't know whether to bring up their offense or the defense because they were both equally impressive. They did anything they wanted to on offense. I mean, you got the two spectrums. We talked about – Jerry and I talked about off the air. 37 points in the first quarter was the most points scored by any NBA team which this season, yeah. which is crazy. But then on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Thunder held the Rockets to 92 points, the least amount of points they've scored all season. So, I mean, just all around – the game tonight, they were just phenomenal. It, it seems like Oklahoma City always brings out something that shuts down the Rockets. Not always, but it seems like right. when the Rockets have an off night, like a really off night, it's at the hands of OKC. Yeah. It just always seems like that's the case. Um, no, I, I thought the defense tonight, uh, again, if, if you want to see how effective the defense was, James Harden scored 17 points. Yikes. He, and probably 12 of them were free throws. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he, was, uh, he was 5 of 17 from the field. Oh, and, oh he, yeah. he warmed yeah. up because he was 1 of 9 at one That's point. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he, he's worked uh, up. Only 27 minutes. Now, granted, uh, and, and again, this is important, second night of a back-to-back. Sure. Uh, Atlanta gave him a lot of work last night. Uh, so, you know, you have to take that into account. But I, I don't want to diminish the work that Terrence Ferguson, Hamadou Diallo, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, you know, they all did some some phenomenal work on him, just just a clinic I on wanna, how to guard him. I want to kind of piggyback off what you're saying on that, too, is because we all know Andre Robertson and, and kind of where he made a lot of hay was his ability to defend James Harden, and yeah. that's where he got a lot of it. And you think, okay, well, Terrence Ferguson is just going to kind of fit right in that mold, but it wasn't just Terrence Ferguson. I mean, Chris, Chris Paul uh, looked him straight in the eye a couple of times, and Dennis Schroeder was doing his best Pat, uh, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, <laughs> Picking yes. him up full court, yeah, yeah, sort of was. giving him a lot of body. And I think that's the, the thing that people don't really talk about enough about this Oklahoma City Thunder team is how many dudes they have that are bought in on defense and offense. Yeah. And on defense, if you can throw a Ferguson, think about that, Ferguson, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, it has to be exhausting. I don't care who you are. It has to be exhausting that you have to run into these guys. Plus, you know, the other bodies that come in, like the Baisley and the Naders and stuff like that. At some point, it's like, when is this going to stop? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just wave after wave of just young. Athletic, long, high effort guys. No New Orleans Noel tonight either. No. Yeah. No. Could have been worse. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We're, we're talking about this, knowing that Mike Muscala played 20 <laughs> minutes tonight, talking about all this athleticism. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, 
<laughs> and he grabbed eight, eight rebounds, by the way. So that's that's. I did not that. know that. You have the stats in front of you. Muscala grabbed eight bounds. Eight. He did. Oh, look at that. He did. Look yeah. at Mike Muscala getting, getting some work done. done. And then, look, offensively, you know, uh, Chris Paul was very quick after the game when, when talking about how Houston does all this switching and how, how you know, how you're able to exploit that. And he immediately just, just shouted out Gallo. Yeah. Gallinari, yeah. Yeah. 7 of 11 tonight, 3 of 6 from 3, uh, 11 rebounds, 23 points. And it was a night where, you know, again, because Houston likes to run these micro lineups. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, what was the old basketball association where they only had guys that was 6'5 and uh, shorter? Oh, World Basketball League. Yeah. <laughs> it was. That's how the Rockets <laughs> love to play. Yeah. And Gallinari yeah. was just like, Okay, this is a me match, and he took it. Is that your Italian? <laughs> <laughs> it's a me match. The baseline. The it's ba- a me. The baseline drive for the two-handed dunk. Yeah, I almost put my jacket on the left. I mean, yeah. if, if this is the kind of night yeah, we got this figured out. Yeah. And my goodness, and, and it is. It's different nights, different guys doing different things like that. The nutmeg oh, yeah. by Chris oh, Paul. Yeah. Guys. He I called am. game. I mean, that's what that was. I mean, that was him calling game. I am ashamed at how I reacted to that <laughs> up in the press box. Okay, so I'm sitting up in the press box. I've got Andrew Schlecht next sure. to me. I, I've got Andrew uh, – I'm sorry, Francisco. Adam, yeah. Adam, Adam Francisco yeah. next yeah. to me. Okay. And, and so the play happened, and it was like, wait a minute. You know, there was this moment of confusion. Right. Like, he made the shot and everything. And right. then we watched, you know, the TNT replay is up on the screen, and it's a good 10 to 15 seconds behind. And then we saw what happened, and we all lost it. <laughs> Just lost it. Was that you? I was, I was, I was down front. I, I, heard, I heard some people. Promotion. Like, that, yeah. That yeah. was me screaming. He nutmegged him. <laughs> I thought it was Madison. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just complete. Because of the high pitch. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's, yeah. Complete domination by the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Uh, and it, it's this team is just phenomenal to watch. It just is. It's fun and it's phenomenal to watch. Uh, we haven't seen anything like this in Oklahoma City since maybe the first Hornets team that just sort of put it together with an emerging David West. And remember Desmond Mason was mm-hmm. still throwing down dunks. And yeah. a young Chris Paul. Uh, Snyderman. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Snyder? Is that what you're going with? <laughs> uh, just, just seeing that, uh, and remember how amazed we all were with that team. Uh, this team's better, uh, and Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer now, and he has a couple of guys that, uh, man, they, the chemistry is just ridiculous. It is. It's, it's fun every night, like you said. It can be a different guy every night that leads the team in scoring. And really, the, the top five guys, it could be a completely different order. You knew before it was always going to be Russ or PG or Russ and KD, Harden, but now – any night, any guy can go off, and they really are playing as a team. It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, uh, and again, it's it's sort of how people romanticize. This is how you should play basketball. Oh, they move the ball so much, and, and they, they kind of need to. Because right. they yep. don't have that. I mean, except for Chris Paul in the fourth quarter of a tight game, yeah. they don't have a dude that can just come down and just one-on-one over and over. They have to play like this, and they've all taken to it. And, you know, and again, we're talking on the offensive end, on the defensive end, it's a whole other story where they've really come together there as well. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like, this is, this is working so well. There's still some value in having that dude right. <laughs> that could take a game over. But this is kind of how they have to play, um, you know, and it's, it's working. I have fantastic. been one of the last ones to try to convert over to this. But, I mean, John, Brandon, whenever you look at uh, All-Star break when it comes around and as well as they're playing – it just it, I, it hurts my heart to know that this is not what they were looking for. Right. This right. is not what no. they were trying to do. 
Uh, go, go ahead. I know. No, go ahead. I mean, I mean again, you I, see, I, I, I keep calling it a happy accident. Um, I don't. I honestly don't think they. I, I don't think they. They knew. I mean, that um, they would be this good. Right. I yeah. mean, and but I. I don't think they had designs on being bad either. Because again, when you have Chris Paul and the way that they talked about Chris Paul before the season, everyone knew. If you have Chris Paul on your team, you've got at minimum a competitive basketball team. Right. Yeah. And I think the team. I think the front office and everyone understood that. You look and you've got Gallinari, you got Adams, you got these guys, um, and then. You know, this is sort of happening um, where the team is at right now. I don't know how long it's going to hold together. I mean, the future is still what this team is all about. This team is cool. Um, this is not one you want to re-sign and keep around for three years and have it fall apart and become a lottery team, right? Right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I just, I, I wonder, again, they're focused on the long term. I kind of wonder how their thinking might shift just a little bit. See, and you're, you're just like me. It's, it's hard to yeah. say that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because you know, at any given moment, it, it it could change. Yeah, we could get a an alert from Woj any minute that says Gallo's been traded, or Schroeder's been traded, or Adams, or Paul. It could be any of the guys, or multiple guys. But it's so fun to watch this team. You kind of want to see what they could do in the playoffs. I mean, they beat the Rockets tonight. They've beaten the Clippers. They've beaten Dallas I mean, recently. Dallas. Yeah. I mean, and these are really good teams. That I know long term, yeah. the plan is you got to you got to plan long term, but. You kind of want to see this team play. How many and, and how many rom- and you love uh, rom coms? How many romantic comedies? <laughs> how many romantic comedies have we seen where the guy is looking for the big picture and little did he know the love of his life <laughs> is sitting right next to him? Is Sam Presti really trying to reach for that supermodel when Kate Hudson is right next to him? I mean, this, that's kind of where we're at yeah. right now. We're in the middle of the movie right now. Kate Hudson is a supermodel too. Kate- so we're. But, but not if she's got like glasses on. I mean, <laughs> oh, and then paint this, on her overall. Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh. This is the she's all that wearing a ponytail, squad. John. Come <laughs> yeah, on, yeah, yeah, gross. Yeah, ew. <laughs> this team is wearing a ponytail right now, and it's starting to shake it out. And I just—that's kind of where we're at right now. We're in that halfway middle of the rom-com. We're, we're just yeah. like, is, is the true love that we're looking for? <laughs> what always happens, the jerk makes a move and dumps her on her ass. I think when we get, and I won't get the Woj bomb because I'm blocked. Yeah. Uh, but when we get the Woj bomb that someone's been traded, that is Sam Presti dumping Kate Hudson on her ass <laughs> looking for the big thing. I think rather than, than Kate Hudson, this is more Betty White because this is kind of a, this is an older team, okay, that... <laughs> Again, if you're looking at near-term versus long-term. <laughs> Whatever, Betty White, I still, I still hit that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch that wrong. Con, to be <laughs> anyway. Did, did you ever see Betty White on the Johnny Carson show in the Tarzan? I'm just. Okay, no, good call. Yeah. Although I was always a Rue McClanahan kind of yeah, guy. Oh, really? I was oh, a Blanche yeah. guy. So, all right, give us the score again one more time, John. 113 to 92. All right. Well, no big deal. They get to take a breath and relax. Uh, just the Los Angeles Lakers yeah. coming in on Saturday. Uh, looks like no AD. Uh, well, he's questionable. So the so uh, the Mavericks play them tomorrow night yeah. in Dallas. Did he make the trip? I don't know. I, I wish I wish understand. Had an insider. I know around the corner. I just asked. <laughs> if only we had somebody who covered the Lakers here, <laughs> like Brett Dawson or someone. Um, but yeah, so so they're on a back to back Friday night in Dallas, Saturday night in Oklahoma City. Uh, my expectation is someone's probably getting rested, right? And yeah. probably more than just AD. 
Right. Real, no, LeBron tries oh, to think? pull this crap all the time, and it's the true. NBA always steps in. <laughs> the NBA always steps Jerry, in. Jerry, it's Saturday night in Oklahoma City. <laughs> they're what? They're going to tick off the 500 people on Fox Sports Oklahoma. I don't think they're that concerned about it. Uh, if that's true, once again, Oklahoma City has lucked out into not having to play a Kawhi, not having to play uh, a Porzingis. Right. I mean, just it, it just. All not the, having to play an Andrew Wiggins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, on the second night of back-to-backs, it just yeah. – everything just keeps on working out for Oklahoma City. Yeah. So, or, I'm sorry, Kate Hudson. <laughs> uh, so, John, thank you so much. You uh, – I mean, you always take out time, and I have no idea why you keep doing it. I don't know either. Brandon, I haven't screwed you over enough yet to really realize how <laughs> terrible of a person I am. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, like I said, this is the blocked by Woj versions of Intimate with TV's Jerry. Uh, we'll get this tweeted out and uh, sent out all over the place so you could listen. Brandon, one more time, plug what you do. DailyThunder.com and uh, the new Daily Thunder podcast. John. Jeez. Uh, all right. Why? Yeah. Saturday, it's going to be snowy. Do you think we should just cancel the thing? I don't know. If there's a half an inch of snow, we've got to cancel. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. No, I, look, I, that, I hope we get snowed in. I want to see, like, a foot and a half of snow. I don't want to be able to get my vehicle out of the driveway. Me too. I, yeah, 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 right. Same and way. Then, we'll rest, right? We'll uh, load manage. Yes. Uh, Saturday show, I mean, Derek Parker and yeah. <laughs> the young guys, they'll all take care of you. <laughs> we'll have them risk their lives. Yeah. <laughs> all right, once again, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Intimate with TV's Jerry. Subscribe. Uh, do all that stuff the podcasters do. I don't know. I'm a terrible podcaster. So, uh, com- don't you know what? Don't comment unless you're going to say something good. Or your Kendrick Perkins. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe and like. Oh, subscribe and like. There you go. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. On to uh, Los Angeles next.